It's time for your local weekly analysis, Slow County Public Policy and the Law, with your host, Stu Jenkins. Oh, we'll rally around the flag, boys, rally once again, shouting the battle cry of freedom. We will rally from the hillside, we'll gather from the plain, shouting the battle cry of Good morning. Welcome to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only on K News 98.5. I'm your host, lawyer Stu Jenkins. I've been practicing law in San Luis Obispo County since 1978, also serving as Superior Court Special Master and Judge Pro Tem, and as an elected Harbor Commissioner at Port San Luis. In election law cases, I've represented the Democratic Party and Republican officeholders, and enforced the Voters' Proposition 64 ban against cannabis billboard advertising. I counsel and represent folks for estate planning, real estate law, and government or election law matters. This weekly Saturday program gives you a window into the crossover between local San Luis County and California public policy decisions and the law. I bring you the officials, lawyers, and activists influencing decisions made on your behalf by government and courts. In today's lineup, during the first hour, we are chatting with Saro Rizzo, owner of Cafe Roma and my co-counsel in numerous election law and public interest cases. Pretty darn good lawyer, I might add. Mr. Rizzo was scheduled to enlighten us about a federal lawsuit against the city of Berkeley's ordinance prohibiting new natural gas service, which we will do. But given current events, Mr. Rizzo will also give you a preview to the redistricting minefield our county board of supervisors are stepping into Tuesday. In our second hour, pleased to be conversing with Charles Chuck Bell. But let me introduce you to Saro Rizzo. Mr. Rizzo owns San Luis Obispo's premier restaurant, Cafe Roma, with his mother and brothers, and still serves guests and works the kitchen when needed. He graduated from the University of Santa Clara and was admitted by the California Supreme Court as an attorney and counselor at law in 1992. Mr. Rizzo has served as a member of the Mid-State Fair Board, appointed by the governor, and has been practicing law in San Luis Obispo County now for just 30 years. Saro, welcome to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. We're so honored to have you here. Well, thank you for having me, Stu. It's a pleasure to be here, and I look forward to today's conversation. Well, as a restaurant owner and as a public interest lawyer, I know you've had an interest in the way Berkeley sought to ban gas appliances and new gas service. And, in fact, uh, our own city of San Luis Obispo has copied some of the Berkeley ordinance a few years ago on new developments. You've, uh, you've told me there's a federal lawsuit that was brought by the California Restaurant Association against the city of Berkeley in the federal courts. Can you tell us about that lawsuit? Yes. Well, the city of Berkeley, and, uh, you know, I applaud them in their efforts of trying to combat uh, climate warning and uh, climate change, which is uh, a big 
topic right now, but the city of Berkeley wanted to ban natural gas for all new construction for both uh, residential and uh, commercial establishments. So if you wanted to start a new restaurant in Berkeley, you wouldn't be able to get a gas oven or a gas stove to cook on. Correct, correct. Or even build a new home and have a gas stove, a gas water heater, a gas dryer. And uh, the way they went about doing that in their ordinance is they banned the infrastructure of gas, basically no gas pipelines into a home or into a commercial building. So even if you were in a neighborhood where there was a gas pipeline going down the street and you were building a new home or structure, you wouldn't be able to pipe into that. Correct. If you submitted plans to the city and, you know, they looked at the the plans and they saw a gas pipeline, you were basically denied a permit is the way it worked. The reason they did that is I think their attorneys told them that they would run afoul of EPCA, which is a federal regulation, uh, an act, which is the Energy Policy Conservation Act, which goes back to 1975. And that regulates the efficiency and standards and energy use of appliances for both commercial and residential uses. So what they did is they said, well, we're not going to outright ban the gas appliances, but we just won't let gas come into the building. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the approach that they took. And in 19, uh, excuse me, in 2019, the California Restaurant Association representing residents of Berkeley uh, interested in opening up a new restaurant decided to challenge the, the ordinance, and uh, they filed a lawsuit, and they lost at the district level. And in, um, following that loss, they filed a, an appeal with the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal. Now, what was their original argument in the uh, district court? Well, uh, the main argument was that it ran afoul of EPCA, the Energy Policy Conservation Act, which I mentioned, which uh, it has a preemption provision, which we can talk about mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later, but basically it, uh, because the federal law had over, have taken over the field that state regulations or city regulations, ordinances like that, would be in violation of it because they don't want uh, a patchwork of rules and regulations taking place across the United States in every city trying to get into the into the business of regulating appliances because then, of course, it would make it impossible for manufacturers of this equipment to meet every different ordinance. You need to have some uniformity, some unanimity into the production standards. So would you say this is a exercise of the Commerce Clause in the U.S. federal constitution where the uh, federal government can essentially occupy the field to make sure commerce can flow? Yeah, it's a provision of that, but... It, it the act itself has an express preemption provision in it um, that that specifically says uh, there shall be no law that uh, well let me read it to you right now sure and it says effective on the effective date of the energy conservation standard established in or prescribed under the section uh, for a covered product no state regulation concerning the energy efficiency, energy use, or water use of such covered product shall be effective with respect to such product. So the it, the energy use applies to gas appliances, it applies to electric appliances, but effectively the, uh, the argument is that the federal government has occupied the field 
and no state regulation can, uh, can overcome it. But the it, city's arguing, it sounds like, well, we're not regulating the appliance, we're just choking off the supply. Exactly, and that's what the district court had said. Uh, it, 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 like so many things in the law, it comes down to the definition of the word, and here was the definition of the word concerning the use of the product. What the district court had found and uh, the sole business of their, of their reasoning was the preemption claim was erroneous conclusion because EPCA doesn't preempt the ordinance because the ordinance does not directly regulate energy use or energy efficiency of covered appliances. Basically, the ordinance says you can't have a gas stove that burns more than this amount of units per, per hour or whatnot. So they're saying it's because it's not happening directly, it's not banned or preempted under the federal law. So basically, I think Berkeley realized is trying to do what they they couldn't do from the front door, what they they try to do through the back door. The back door. Sure, sure. That's uh, <clears throat> Unfortunately, uh, we see these kinds of manipulations instead of directly dealing with an issue. Particularly, the, the other thing about this, of course, you and I have together brought actions against cities. What a lot of people don't understand is that a city simply is a subdivision of the state. And so if the federal government bans the state from doing something, that applies to the city, doesn't it? Correct. And why this is a, an issue here in San Luis Obispo and 50 other cities, because let me go back a little bit. After Berkeley had passed this, a bunch of other cities, including the city of San Luis Obispo, the city of Santa Barbara, the city of Morgan Hill, I believe in the city of Los Angeles, the city of San Jose. They said, well, look at Berkeley did it, and they survived the district court challenge. Uh, they went ahead and followed the Berkeley route. And, for example, for our city of San Luis Obispo, starting in 2023, January 1, they basically mimicked the Berkeley ordinance that no gas infrastructure in all new residential buildings, and I think in 2025 for all new commercial buildings. So if uh, Cafe Roma wanted to expand and uh, add on after 2025 a new kitchen with more dining space, they would be limited to having electrical supply for their ovens? Yeah, or any new, or any uh, new, any new uh, building, I think, or in not only restaurants, any new uh, yeah. commercial building. Yeah. Uh, or, or if you currently right now found a lot in San Luis Obispo that you wanted to build a home and you had gas piping in it, uh, you would be denied a permit. And this is why this Berkeley uh, case in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal, and I should say that uh, all arguments were made and submitted to the court back in May of 2022. <laughs> and, uh, and I check, and there still hasn't, uh, a decision hasn't been rendered. Goodness. And whatever they decide will have statewide implications. And also probably implications throughout the whole Western United States, seeing the uh, the uh, the district size of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. The remind us the district uh, the Ninth District covers uh, eleven Western states, doesn't it? Correct. Oregon, Washington, Nevada, California, Arizona, um, Utah, I believe. Yeah. Okay. In Hawaii, it's one of the even Hawaii. Big, yeah. So, so all all you sunbathers, you're going to have to have electric cooked food, I guess, in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, no, but so it, basically, if they decide that in fact uh, uh, it is preempted, uh, likely the city of San Luis Obispo, you know, would have to take actions. Uh, the city council don't have to most likely rescind their ordinance on their own or face uh, doing so uh, an illegal challenge to it. Sure. And I know just the fellow to bring that legal challenge. This is Stu, your host, lawyer Stu Jenkins at Slow County Public Policy and the Law, KNews 98.5. And we are honored to be speaking this hour with Saro Rizzo, owner of Cafe Roma and a darn good lawyer. Um, when Saro, when you are uh, looking at this particular case, uh, do you have any predictions about how the court is going to come out of you after reading the briefs and and uh, looking at the arguments? Well, fortunately, uh, I was able to to view the oral arguments on the case, mm -hmm. and that's anybody who's out listening. If you simply Google "City of Berkeley" and the California Restaurant Association, uh, some of the uh, the first hits you'll find will directly to the case. But uh, if you also uh, YouTube it, you can see the 45-minute oral argument that took place um, back in May. And uh, very informative, and it's also interesting to see the questions the, the judges asked uh, in that. Uh, I think they might, it's a difficult question, and I think no matter what happens, it'll probably be appealed to the United States Supreme Court. But as you know, uh, you don't have a right, you have a right to petition the court, but uh, you don't have a right to be heard by the court. That's right. They they will look at the case and decide if they're going to take it or not. And the uh, U.S. Supreme Court, for uh, for folks who aren't familiar with their process, they typically take just a, a little over 100 cases a year. So that's not many cases that actually make it, even though they'll get... Uh, uh, I know when, uh, when you and I were working on a case where the, we'd won and the opponent tried to go to the Supreme Court, we learned that uh, they get something like uh, 3,000 petitions a year, and they only take 100 to 150 of those. So, And this issue is, uh, if you've been following the local news, it, his, it has been in the news uh, at the federal level. I think uh, last month I, I, I read that the Biden administration... Um, the Department of Energy was, the word got out that they wanted to ban gas stoves, and it became front and center of the news. Uh, the question is whether or not they could do that, because it would most likely have to be an act of Congress to do so. I noticed that there were some amicus filed. The, for our listeners, those are outside peti petitions by people who are not parties but they want to help the court understand the issues. The Attorney General of the State of California came in on behalf of the city of Berkeley. Were there amicuses filed on the side of the California Restaurant Association? Yes, there was from the gas industry, uh, as you would imagine. I think sure. also from the uh, uh, the union representing uh, gas, gas workers gas workers, and whatnot. Um, has, the, uh, has the federal government uh, 
come in on that case at all. Interesting. The, uh, the federal government uh, took the position. Uh, they didn't want to say they support the banning of it, but they, they, they took the position that they thought the state or Berkeley could do what it wanted to do that wasn't preempted which was interesting because then recently the Biden administration is the position that said, oh, no, it's not our position to to, to want to bask at gas appliances. I felt like sending them an email by doubt it would have gone anywhere. That <laughs> They took the exact opposite position uh, close to a year prior in, in this case. Well, and, and, you know, the Supreme Court has just taken up a case uh, which is in a sense similar uh, where California uh, by initiative. We all voted uh, as a state, and the ultimate vote was to ban um, sales of pork products that were grown or harvested from from pigs that were not uh, housed in the uh, larger uh, enclosures that California law now requires because of that particular initiative and uh, of course that meant that uh, pork from Arkansas or, or many of the, the big porks producing states uh, can't really be shipped in here and sold and so we've seen pork prices go up uh, do you think that that case uh, which is you know been brought by the pork producers on the Commerce Clause might have an effect on this particular Case and whether the Supreme Court would take it up. I, I think this uh, case uh, is a little bit more, like I said, uh, there's a specific preemption provision in the act itself. Uh, so it's more tied to the question of... Uh, it's more focused. It's much more focused. And like I said, the whole thing turns on the definition of the word concerning. Uh, and now it's something, obviously, we now we, mm-hmm. we, you know, had the Congress want to um, clarify that word, they could easily do it with a simple one-line amendment to that section. To the statute. Exactly. Then it would clarify that, uh, you know, something to the effect that uh, concerning is meant to apply any gas infrastructure in a building is also preemptive. A simple clarification like that would would, would do the trick. Sure. Well, and that happens in, in these lawsuits. Uh, if Congress acts or if the state legislature acts in the middle of a case, that can change the entire tenor of the outcome. Exactly. As you know, uh, we've done a lot of work together, and uh, it's a job of the courts not to make the law, but rather to interpret the law. And apply it. And apply it. So here the question is, there's an ad. What some might say is an ambiguity. The Restaurant Association says it's not. It's fairly specific, and it comes down to the definition of the word concerning. So then the court can step in, and they'll look at the historical use of the word in other cases and to see whether uh, to broaden it to or to, 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 to further uh, lessen the scope of the definition. Well, and I suppose from the uh, standpoint of, of city actions, uh, or the actions by local communities, if the court does uphold this, um, you might see some city council tempted to then say, well, we're going we're gonna to legislate removal of gas lines from streets where they already supply 
gas to natural gas to existing homes and uh, restaurants. Um, I, I don't think that would uh, fly politically, but uh, do you see any bar to that from a legal perspective? Um, well, it, it, it comes back to that, that old saying about uh, the camel once it puts its head inside the tent. Here the question is, once they ban new infrastructure, are they going to feel empowered and emboldened and start saying, okay, uh, as of 2025, uh, we we're going to ban the sale of all gas appliances in San Luis Obispo. Uh, so if you have one, you wouldn't be able to replace it. Uh, that It's like step two, step three. And the question is... Sure. When you you know the the other old analogy I you know the you know when you boil frogs it's it's better to put them in a pot of cold water and slowly turn the heat up. Uh, Spoken like a true restaurateur. Yeah. We don't boil frogs at the restaurant, <laughs> by the way. But in France, I heard they did. Well, folks, I have had escargot at uh, Cafe Roma, and I want to tell you it's the best snail I've ever eaten. <laughs> but that's uh, my wife. To, my wife won't touch it. Okay. <laughs> She has a thing about snails. And we like to call it the original slow food. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, folks, uh, this is your host, lawyer Stu Jenkins at Slow County Public Policy and the Law, KNews 98.5. We are speaking this hour with Saro Rizzo, who is co-owner of Cafe Roma and a darn good lawyer. You know, I, I uh, have had a number of cases with Mr. Rizzo, so I know that he's... Uh, perceptive and given current events the uh, the board of supervisors is doing a few things here and uh, mr rizzo asked mr rizzo to talk a little bit about the uh, upcoming board of supervisors decisions concerning redistricting uh, following uh, the change in the majority the board. A little history for our listen, listeners who haven't been following the process. The Board of Supervisors uh, met in closed session concerning the litigation with the uh, SLO uh, County uh, Citizens for Good Government that had challenged the redistricting maps. Uh, they have an obligation when they come out of a closed session, if they take any action, to announce what that action was, but on April 4th, uh, when they went into closed session, uh, after that was done, they came out and the uh, county council announced that no action was taken. Another hearing is coming up uh, this coming Tuesday. Uh, that's going to be one we're going to want to watch. Stay tuned, get a little news, and of course do a little business.